0: When someone makes something for me, that's so nourishing in a way that's beyond physical. And so I got a front row seat to all of that myself in a way that I never would have wished for, but it absolutely confirmed that this is what life is all about for me.
1: In January of 2017, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to Hope and Kyle Forty. And during the past four years, I've witnessed Hope travel through some of the brightest and some of the darkest days of her life. Today, she joins us to share a little bit about her personal and professional journey and led her to creating a program that offers volunteers a really easy way to support some isolated families in our community. We're so glad you could join us on this episode of Good and Grounded, a project that our team at Ground Floor Media and Center Table created at the beginning of COVID as a way to shed light on the biggest issues and needs in our Colorado community. I'm Laura Love, founder of Ground Floor Media and co-founder of Center Table.
2: And I'm Jim Lico, co-founder of Center Table with Laura.
1: Jim and I are honored to have the chance to talk with Hope and Jamie Ragsdale, who are both making a difference in the lives of children and families in their own very special way through a program called Families Together.
2: Welcome to the show, Hope and Jamie. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having us
2: yeah and hope you were one of the brilliant masterminds behind families together, formerly named foster together. Um, can you share a little bit about your personal journey and how you came up with this concept?
0: Yeah, I became a foster mom when I was newly a mom to my son who was born to my husband Kyle and I and um just knowing that um having kind of that maternal awakening of gosh, there's kids in the world who need all of the love and the nurture and the care that my son's getting and they're not getting it or their families are struggling um, in these early formative years, how can, how can I be part of making sure kids have what they need? And so one of the ways that my husband and I did that was to become foster parents. And as we um, went through foster care training and, and some really tough days and months as foster parents ourselves, we realized that the task of fostering can be pretty isolating and pretty lonely if you don't have a community already around you. So that's why we came up with the Neighbors program. And that's also how I met Jamie. So Jamie, now that Hope put you on the spot,
1: tell us a little bit about you and how you got involved in this program.
3: Um, Well, so I started fostering about uh, three and a half years ago to two amazing little girls who um, have just recently been adopted. And I don't actually remember how I found out about the program, but I, I do remember signing up for it and being matched. And um, I think it was in those early days, you and I were Facebook friends from
0: some kind of support group. And yeah. I think I just said, hey, does anyone want to volunteer to bring over dinner? And
3: of course me, you know, yay, I don't really cook. <laughs> yes. So there's that. And I'm a single mom. So, you know, even if I did, there's no time for it. So, so yeah, it was great um, being matched and um, it just, it's, it's been incredibly helpful.
0: I think you were one of the very first people we ever met I, I think before so. it was really even an official program.
3: Yep.
1: So I have been fortunate, Jamie, I actually just became a neighbor as well. I'm. You might have been the first, I'm one of the last, but I am I'm experiencing this and supporting a single mama and her daughter as well. And for those that aren't aware of what the program is, Hope, can you share just
0: kind of a snapshot of what this program is all about? Well, it's all about getting more good people more caring people more nurturing people to pay attention to kids and families that are either in the child welfare system or trying to avoid the child welfare system and um i really believe that few things are more formative to our to making um great humans than um social capital and community and it just make it makes me drives me bonkers when Some people have a need and other people are willing to meet that need, but all we need is that. We need someone to connect them. And So I just wanted to be that matchmaker um, and and now our program can be that matchmaker between somebody who needs help
2: and somebody who wants to help. So cool. Such a huge need too. And I know that the organization recently merged with Tennyson Center for Children, which is of course a nonprofit that's been near and dear to our hearts at GFM and Center Table for years and years and years. Um, What does that merger mean for families in Colorado?
0: The best part of it is that it means that the families who are already receiving intensive therapy um, for things like fetal alcohol spectrum disorder or things like um, attachment disorders or autism or all kinds of challenges that present themselves in early childhood and and really threaten to to harm families for generations um, if they're not treated. Those families get, in addition to the, the clinical support from Tennyson, now they also get really friendly down to earth who who says no to a lasagna on a busy monday night you know um who says no to hey it's mother's day and you're overwhelmed and you're a single mom or a grandma who's just taken in this is someone truly in our program six of her grandchildren in the middle of denver trying to make it all happen um while the kids parents are either in jail or in rehab That that family got a Mother's Day delivery because they had somebody who cared about them when probably none of the kids were, you know, at at the age where they could take her out to brunch or or make her feel special. So those kinds of um, really human, sweet touches, in addition to the serious intensive therapy that Tennyson already has been offering and has been known for for decades now, that is what makes my heart sing because we're not just doing kind of one side of like the sweetness or or just the the clinical stuff we're doing both which i think is a big part of being human yeah so jamie obviously you've been on the receiving end of this
1: hopefully someone who cooks better than my bad lasagnas but <laughs> what
3: has this program meant to you well i've been actually fortunate to be paired with um with two posture helpers which has been great and uh, about, you know, once a month or every other month, they'd drop something off. And Jen, one of mine, would also uh, drop off groceries too. But beyond that, especially this last year during the pandemic, it was probably my one human interaction. And um, we all looked forward to it. You know, we, we'd mask up, we'd, we'd kind of meet outside at a distance and, you know, have a conversation, which was missed. <laughs> and the kids looked forward to, to the people coming. Um, they love attention of any form. And you know, the food and it gave them some chances to try new foods um, in new ways. And it's 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 just been a very, very helpful experience.
2: Yeah, I feel like we've all had that moment of, you know, human interaction when we didn't have it before. And it's just like, oh my gosh, yes, please, <laughs> let's talk, hang out. I know d- during the pandemic, and we, we do some work with CDHS and their child abuse and neglect hotline. We know from when the pandemic hit that they saw a 40% drop in calls reporting suspected child abuse and neglect, which on the surface sounds like a good thing. Of course, we all know that ironically, it's not a good thing because that just means that fewer people are reporting incidences of, of child abuse and neglect. And I and hope, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, did you see an increase in calls from families needing or wanting additional help? during this pandemic on your end as well.
0: Yes. We have, especially we, as we've branched out to more and more families who aren't fostering, but maybe their kids are coming back home from foster care or they're um, in intensive treatment to try to avoid going into foster care. Um, the the feeling of I don't have anyone. I'm alone in my house with my kids all day. And I mean, for me, like I'm a really well-resourced mom. I've got a lot of family helping. I've got you know, plenty of money to buy what my kids need. But, um, even I feel like that some days, like I just need to not be touched or talked to, or asked a question for 15 minutes. And so, um, even more so for families who have survived trauma and are trying not to, you know, drown in it. Um, yeah, we've definitely had a, a bigger need.
1: Yeah. And I know you are, one of the strongest women, one of the strongest mamas that I've ever been around. But you have also had your share of hard times. And I, if you're willing, just if you can share your journey since I first met
0: you and Kyle. Yeah. Um, well, it was two years in, about three months ago now. Um, Kyle died in an uh, accident um, really suddenly. And um, I was just, barely pregnant with our daughter at the time. And in, in a lot of ways, I'm still doing what what I would have wanted to do with him here. And I think that's been really healing to just be able, I've got this poster over my desk that says the work continues stay in love. And like, that just feels like, you know, my heartbeat of just, let's just keep going. Let's just keep what we had before was real. It's still real. And the vision is to just, you know, have an open door as much as we can in our house. And then also in our work life of, um, let's use our our time as in our careers and in in our time of of building things and doing something in the world to to help families um not feel so alone and so it's it's reinforced for me that this is one of the most important things we can do as human beings to support each other because you know he died my parents moved in my grandma moved in um I don't, I think, speaking of meals, I I don't think we cooked for probably three months after because we had so many people who said, you know, you guys need to focus on just staying healthy and not getting stressed. And it was just, it was just a confirmation to me that no matter where you are in life or, or your status or anything like that, like we still all need those basic things of, a warm meal at the end of a stressful day. And so, and, and it's not just, it's not, it's not even the same kind of thing as I could grab hub something myself when someone makes something for me and they said, I, and they, and cause I know how much work it is to make a whole meal and bring it over and all of that. Like that's so nourishing in a way that's beyond physical. And so I got a front row seat to all of that, um, myself in a way that I never would have wished for, but it absolutely confirmed that this is, this is what life is all about for me. Mm. food is love <laughs>
2: yeah i i come from a small town in the midwest and anytime there was anything even remotely tragic that would happen people's fridges would just be <laughs> filled with with food and people bringing home-cooked meals over and i we joke about it but it's it, you're absolutely right like it's like one of the basic things that just makes you feel um loved and have a connection to somebody that took the time to do that so super cool For our listeners, just tactically, how many families are currently matched with neighbors and is it just a Colorado um, organization or does it expand beyond Colorado?
0: We have matched in our history as an organization now about 240 families with a neighbor and they are we've now switched to a system where people are matched officially for six months and then they graduate from our program and they're free to remain friends and, and do that without you know without being in a program because my goal is not to be needed here. I want to just unleash relationships. Um, and so we have I, I believe about 50 of those active right now and then probably dozens of others, if not a, at least a hundred others who've stayed connected even though we're not um, you know officially um, administrating it anymore for those families and um so we're so we're in colorado very solidly and then we've got seattle coming soon we've got um several cities around detroit coming soon um in michigan and then we've got um about four or five women who have banded together in Chicago and the Chicago foster system is completely different than anything we see here in Colorado. I mean, there's more, um, just more people means that the system is just backed up. And so they're really excited to see how, um, community support can, can help change some of that. Um, so we are loving implementing it in other places because those communities can take it and make it what it needs to be. And we just get to coach them, you know?
1: That's awesome. So, Jamie, you were an early guinea pig, it sounds like. If you were going to give a piece of advice to those in Chicago or Iowa or Seattle that are going to start this, what would you say to them? What lessons learned?
3: Oh, you know, I think my my early question was, how long does this go? And I think that's been addressed with the six months. And I and I have a feeling that the the families that were um, contributing probably also wondered that as well. I- I've been fortunate that the two that I've been matched with have have stuck around um, even even after adoption. Um, Jen has dropped off food and um, stays in our life, but I think that a six month period is is perfect, and then and then it's a choice after that because um, I think anyone can can volunteer for six months, knowing that there's an end. Oh, I can do that.
1: No, I think that's. That's a great piece of advice. I will say that I'm, I'm embarrassed that I have known about this program forever. And it took me until what, three months ago to actually officially sign up to become a neighbor. And, um, actually it was one of my girlfriends who had, who had met Hope was like, why are we not doing this? And I thought, I'm really embarrassed. I don't know why I'm not doing this. But so. Kristen and I signed up together. And so we're actually supporting this awesome mom with meals because Kristen lives part-time in California. So we're splitting it and delivering meals to the family. And when I leave to go out of town this summer, she'll deliver meals. So you don't have to go about this alone. You have to go throughout, through the background checks separately and, and get approved separately, but you can do it together, which has made it actually kind of fun to have team neighbor on this but um a great idea <laughs> hope for those that want to get involved and realize how easy this can be can you walk them through how they can do that
0: yeah well we've got everything they need to know about it is at, up at tennysoncenter.org families together and basically how it starts is you can inquire with us and fill out the application. Then we will send you um, a background check and a training. And you can go through the training at your own pace. It usually takes people about two hours. And we really help you break down any kind of myths or stereotypes or preconceptions that you might have about a family so that your heart is just ready to build a friendship.
1: That's awesome. So you can be a neighbor in Colorado. And then if you're looking to learn from the best and you're out of state,
0: you can reach out to you and also find out how to create one in your own community. Yep. We call that our DIY program. And that's also at tennysoncenter.org slash families together.
2: So amazing. We've heard so many good stories about simple ways we can all help people. And I love the I mean, this whole concept is exactly that. That's what we loved about this is a very easy way to just give somebody uh, families help when they just need a little extra support. So thank you Hope and Jamie for all you're doing to make our community a bit brighter and helping families in our community and helping uh, our Colorado neighbors. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you all. Yeah, thank you.
1: end each episode with one cool thing to share with the listeners so this week i wanted to share this cool new company i just heard about called hey artifact h-e-y-a-r-t-i-f-a-c-t so think of your favorite podcast perhaps it's this one now imagine it as a gift focused on a person that really matters to you for me it's my mom I just bought it for her for her birthday and the interviewers at Artifact will call my mom and interview her about a part of her life. And then they produce a podcast where actually our whole family will probably learn things about her that we never knew. And voila, it's a perfect birthday present. So I just thought it was a fun thing to share with our listeners. And just like the Neighbors program, I think the lesson from Hey Artifact and the Neighbors program is that connections matter and a little bit of caring and connection can go a really long way. So if you know of an amazing Colorado business leader, please reach out and let us know. We'd love to share more incredible stories on this podcast. Make sure and share this with your friends and have them listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever they get their podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.